brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Wow, what a way to start the year. Here we are, kicking off 2010, the year of the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. What a great year of celebration this will be. And first show of the year, I get to start with the executive director from the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, who, by the way, was named Executive Director of the Year by the National Epilepsy Foundation. She is fantastic. She is dedicated to the cause. Welcome to the show, Gail Punzak. Thank you, Joyce. It is a pleasure to be on your show. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, Gail. And, you know, for our friends throughout the world listening, maybe you could start by telling everyone, Gail, how you got involved in the world of epilepsy. I would love to because it stems from something that's very important to me in my life, and that's always having um, strong mentors. And I have been in the nonprofit community in uh, Denver, Colorado, for almost 30 years now, and all along the way have had great mentors. And about four years ago, I was uh, working with Special Olympics as their vice president of marketing and development and got a call from one of my mentors from United Cerebral Palsy who said there is a job opportunity with the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Um, They are looking for an executive director, and I don't know if you're interested in a job uh, change right now, but I thought of you when uh, they called about the position. And I wasn't really sure that I was ready for a job change because I certainly enjoyed working with the athletes at Special Olympics, but I decided I really wanted to meet with um, their search committee, and the search committee was made up of uh, board members who were very, very passionate about the cause, one being um, an epileptologist, Dr. Ed Ma, another being a parent of a young child with epilepsy another being a psychologist who works closely with people who have epilepsy and are struggling with um, certain types of problems. And I was so taken by the passion of this group and the energy of this group that I said to myself, I really want to be a part of this movement. This just feels right to me. And so... Here I am, um, executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation, and loving absolutely every single day of it. You know what? That is really a great story because, you know, it is that you had your life into this. 
you know, helping other people. And it is really through mentoring that you meet other people that care as much as you do. And, Gail, I can tell you, as the chair of the National Epilepsy Foundation, you are a blessing to us. So we are thrilled to have you. Thank you very much. Um, I think that this opportunity has been truly a gift in my life because I believe that, um, you know, part of life is just being in the right place at the right time and believing that things happen for a reason, and that uh, synergy just came together for me here. We have an absolutely incredible staff. Obviously, you you don't have that honor of uh, being an executive director of the year unless you have an incredible team of people that are really the people making it happen, and that's our uh, board of directors that's so committed, as I mentioned before, and staff that are so committed. Um, so it, it's all a team effort. Well, what, what has been your biggest surprise working in the epilepsy community, Gail? Um, you know, that's interesting, Joyce, because I was just talking with staff the other day um, about that subject, so it's, it's funny that you ask that. Uh, one of our staff members, our uh, public relations manager, said, you know, there's so many things that we can say have been a surprise about working uh, with people um, who have epilepsy, obviously one of them being um, most people don't realize how many people actually do have epilepsy, more than cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, and MS combined. But even more so than that is the six degrees of separation. And I think that has been the greatest surprise, that when you start talking about epilepsy, you find out there are so many people who are impacted by it. My own life example, um, having come here to the Epilepsy Foundation, walking into a conference about epilepsy, I run into a mom, a woman, who um, I knew very well. Our our children grew up on uh, the same soccer team together. And I said, gosh, what are you doing here? And she said, oh, my son has epilepsy, and I never knew that. And we have um, reengaged our relationship because of that, and that seems to happen time and time again. We do a 5K walk, as our national um, organization does also, and as we have grown that event over the past few years, it started out 200 people, and now it's 1,600 people, and we hope that it's well over 2,000 this year, People come to this event, we provide this venue for people who are impacted by epilepsy to come together, and inevitably someone will say, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? And I've known you for 20 years and I I didn't know you had epilepsy. Um, It's so rewarding to see our youth uh, come to this event who have epilepsy and they go, oh my gosh, you're in my my class, um, or you, or you go to my church and you have epilepsy, and it's bringing together this community for, you know, a circle of support. You know what? That is so true because one of you know what my office tells me. A lot of the people that work with me, one of their biggest surprises is that they maybe only knew one person with epilepsy. At least that's what they thought until they start working for me, and then I'll go out to a restaurant. I'll be somewhere, no matter where it is, 
soon as I talk about that I'm the involved with the Epilepsy Foundation. Oh, I have epilepsy, or my son has epilepsy. People don't realize, you know, there are 3 million Americans living with epilepsy. Remember, folks, I believe there are more than that. It's just most people don't want to talk about it. Oh, but We're I changing that, right, Gail? We are changing that. I really like the... Um, program that the national organization has um, implemented called Talk About It. And we have really jumped onto that here in Colorado, and Talk About It is on the front page of our website. We just recently um, had some uh, bags that you can go to the grocery store with that say Talk About It and then has our epilepsy um, website on it. And one of the other things I think that... Um, is really important is to get to people who are diagnosed with epilepsy as early as possible, as soon as that diagnosis is made, and arm them with as much information as you possibly can, as we possibly can, so that they, they can live um, a more rewarding life with that diagnosis, which at the beginning, when you're first diagnosed with epilepsy, I have, I have had many of the people we work with say, it sounds like a death sentence when you hear that word. But that's because they don't have the power of information. They don't have, um, you know, information, knowledge is power. And once you have the knowledge of what it is you're dealing with, you can take control of your life. So talking about it is just so important on so many different levels. And it is. And, you know, I'm glad you said that, Gail, about when you first get diagnosed. <clears throat> Let me just tell you something. If you are experiencing seizures or what you think are seizures, you really need to get to a doctor that specializes, a neurologist that specializes in epilepsy, because remember what I told you in my story, remember I was misdiagnosed, didn't know I had epilepsy until I had an almost fatal accident. So, you know, that part is so absolutely critically important. It really is. And, and I think, Gail, by getting more people to talk about it, more people won't be ashamed to go forward. Don't you think? Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I we recently um, put together some car magnets, and you're probably familiar with the. We're all familiar with the car magnets that we see for cancer and some other chronic um, conditions or illnesses. And we recently created a purple ribbon for the back of a, a car that says Epilepsy Awareness. And I have to tell you, I was absolutely proud to put that on my car. I was proud to say I am part of this world of epilepsy. Even though I don't have it, I feel like I'm very much a part of it. And I, I, I mean, it just breaks my heart to think that anybody um, who has epilepsy feels like they can't talk about it or that they're ashamed. And, and that's our responsibility to help to help change that, to arm the individual with the information about epilepsy and then to arm the general public, family members, um, schools, law enforcement, arm people with information because it comes back to knowledge is power and then there is such an understanding and support 
for people with epilepsy. And you know what? Listen, Gil, we're proud to have you as part of our family. And right now we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, Happy New Year to everyone as we kick off the year 2010 with the Executive Director in the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, Gail Punzek. You all know I'm living with epilepsy, and hey, folks, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it all year long. Right now, you're listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. Don't you dare go away. We'll be right back. and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an open Open book. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and Happy New Year 
to all of you. And we are so excited to kick off the year with Gail Punzak, who is the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. And, Gail, a question I wanted to ask you. Um, what would you say is the number one or largest barrier that you deal with in Colorado for the people you work with with epilepsy? I would have to say that it is access to health care. And I, I would be surprised if any of our affiliates across the nation didn't say the same thing. We receive so many calls from, um, we have a toll-free 1-800 number that people can call um, with any challenge they might have related to epilepsy. And so many of those calls are about people who simply, number one, cannot afford health insurance or have been turned down for health insurance because of the pre-existing condition of epilepsy. Or even if they can access our state um, program of insurance called Cover Colorado, um, it's too expensive um, based on deductibles. So access to health care is so, so critical, and I really look forward to a plan through our um, government that allows people with any type of chronic condition or illness to have affordable health care. Yeah, and I don't think if you're listening to this show that you can possibly imagine what it is like to not be able to afford the medication for epilepsy. Oh, it, it's it's absolutely horrendous. As a matter of fact, just this morning I had a um, website inquiry um, from a mom whose uh, daughter has epilepsy. Um, the daughter's husband has lost his job. Um, and because he lost his job, he's also lost their insurance. So she has found herself um, without medication. And uh, obviously we have been able to connect her with um, one of the pharmaceutical programs that can help with the purchase of medication or providing medication in um, tragic situations like that. But so many people have medications uh, through their insurance provider that where they're paying two and three and four and five hundred dollars a month for their medication and i think that's just so unrealistic for 99.9 percent of our population to be able to afford people um this may not sound like a little thing but i think it is a very very big thing when a family really changes their entire lifestyle in order to be able to afford medication because someone in their family has epilepsy. Yeah, I know. That, that, is, that is terrible. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to tell you, I saw a young person uh, that was not getting medication because their parents could not afford it. Now, what do you think is going to happen to that person? Uh, I mean, imagine having epilepsy and not being able to have anticonvulsant medication. And, and we do. Again, we get those calls all the time from um, someone who went without their medication because they couldn't afford it. They had a seizure and their entire life changed in an instant. Um, they were not able to drive and therefore were very challenged in order to get to work. 
Or another example is a mom who couldn't afford her medication. She had a severe seizure, was injured um, in a fall when she had that seizure, and on top of everything else, ended up in the emergency room and then hospitalized, and again, without insurance. So not being able to afford medication is a really complicated issue because the quality of life that's taken away from people because they can't afford their medication is just too devastating to tolerate. Yeah, just so you all understand that, remember, I went to the doctor, I was having quote-unquote fainting spells because I was not having a convulsion, my disability was misdiagnosed. All right, so I did not have medication. And I had a seizure at a movie theater and hit the floor so hard, I fractured my skull, ended up having brain surgery, and almost died. So think about the injuries. Just as Gail is saying, what this can do to your life, or imagine having ongoing seizures, what this would do to your cognitive development. I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible situation that it puts people in. It really is. It's really terrible. And I am appreciative of every company that is trying to do something to help us. Well, Gail, you know me. I am all about employment, and as a matter of fact, I have arranged a meeting with the national office uh, coming up here to meet with me so that we can kick off, you know, at least by February, an employment program because I believe so strongly in competitive employment for everyone. And I wanted to talk to you about that because I know you have done some work in that area in Colorado. Yes, and I I absolutely agree with you that employment is just so critical. And I think um, my passion for people having the opportunity to work started at United Cerebral Palsy. Um, At the time, and this was back in the early 1980s. You know what, before you tell me that whole story, I think we have a couple callers on the line, and I don't want to keep them waiting. Uh, Do we have Gary on the line? Yes, Joyce. This is Gary. Hey, Gary Berg, right? That's that's me. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm doing very well. I just wanted to uh, call in today and and, uh, mention that uh, I'm a personal fan of Gail Punsacks. <laughs> uh, I, w- I just want to make sure that she hears from her uh, core of fans, and I'm certainly part of that. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't tune in right at the top of the show, so I'm, I'm not sure. But knowing Gail is uh, modest as she is, I just wanted the, all your listeners to know they're listening to the Executive of the Year uh, from the Epilepsy Foundation. Oh, uh, I told that, Gary. Boy, yes, I made sure everyone knows that because I'm so proud of her. Great, well, Joyce. I'm glad you did you. that, and and I I'm sorry I wasn't here to hear you say it too. But I, you can't say it often enough. And, and this is an award that's provided by uh, through a, a panel of uh, executive directors that are not uh, Gail's peers. They're they're successful execs from other voluntary health agencies. So. It's quite an honor and, I, and a well-deserved one, and I wanted to uh, start my uh, conversation with you or my call with you by uh, by putting that out there. Um, I know you and Gail are talking about um, talking about employment right now, uh, and I. But there's, you know, before when I first tuned in, you were talking about awareness, uh, Gail, and. And another uh, 
neat idea that you're working on, as I understand it, is is something to do with license plates that'll help uh, heighten awareness about epilepsy. What what's that all about? Um, here in Colorado, you can actually have a special license plate designed for. Um, a, a, a disease or a condition, as long as you can get 3,000 signatures um, from your participants of people who commit to buy the license plate. So right now what we're doing is on our website you can um, go and click on a license plate and you can sign a petition to have a license plate for epilepsy awareness. And once we get those 3,000 signatures, we're going to hold a contest for the design of the license plate. And our hope is that um, within the next year or so, people in Colorado will have the opportunity to um, purchase a license plate for epilepsy awareness, and I hope to be the first one to put that on my car. <laughs> yes, indeed. Joyce, wouldn't that be cool to drive around uh, Colorado and see the, the flame on license plates? That'd oh, be, that is awesome. Awesome. That is right. awesome. I, I'm well, no surprise to me with everything else she's accomplished. And also I want to mention that Gary does work for the National Office of the Epilepsy Foundation, and I really, uh, Gary, appreciate you calling in also. Thank you very much, and uh, I'll let you guys get back to your discussion on that very important subject of employment. Okay, and Gary, keep up Thanks. the good work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year, Gary. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Year. Now, Gail, I think we have one other caller on the line. Do we have another caller? Hello. Hey, Judy, how you doing? I'm fine, Joyce. How are you? Oh, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you. Happy New Year, Gail. How are you? Hi. This sounds like Judy Painter. It is Judy Painter. <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's so great listening to you. As a matter of fact, um, when you were starting to tell your story about working for United Cerebral Palsy, because I had worked for them um, as a fundraiser uh, doing telethons m many years ago, um, I was degrees interested. Degrees of separation. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Degrees of separation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we've met in a previous life, Gail. <clears throat> I think so. Anyway. I I um I was interested to hear what you were going to have to say about employment, but I'll I'll listen after I'm finished. Uh, just saying hello and uh, saying what a pleasure it's been to have met you and work with you as uh, as an executive director. Um, Thank I think you. you're doing wonderful things in Colorado, and uh, um, it's so nice to have someone with new ideas coming in. Uh, because we old people have been around, or not old? We're not old. We've just been around for a long time. <laughs> Hey, listen, it's, nice to, have your, it's nice to have your new wait, perspective. Wait, wait, Judy. Judy is yes. the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She is a dynamo. Judy, thank you for calling in, and Happy New Year to you also. And Happy New Year to you. And, Gail, uh, congratulations on being elected to the uh, management operations team, and I, knew, I know that you'll do great work there. Well, I want to follow in your footsteps, Judy. Don't do that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be great. Any help you need, just let me know. Thanks. Okay, you. thanks, guys. Have a happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Well, you know what we're going to do, Gail? We're going to go to break because I don't want to be uh, cutting short our discussion on my number one, numero uno, favorite topic, which is employment. 
So we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back. If you just joined us, today I have as my guest to kick off 2010, Gail Punzak, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every single day at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an open book. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we have as our guest today, Gail Punzak, the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado, and we are just so happy to have her with us. Folks, remember, this year, 2010 is going to be the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. There is one frontier we have not conquered, and that is employment for everyone. Gail, that's what we were starting to talk about. Um, I had asked you if you've done work in that area before. Yes, and um, it really started back in the 1980s at United Cerebral Palsy of Colorado, and way back then, um, the agency ran what was called a sheltered workshop. And there were 70 individuals in this sheltered workshop who had multiple disabilities, including cerebral palsy. And they were working at what was called a piece rate, um, which means pennies um, per package, to package nuts and bolts. 
and you can imagine if you have cerebral palsy and let's say the dexterity in your hands um, is very limited, it's very, very hard to package nuts and bolts. But in that day and age, that was considered at least a work opportunity. So when I first went to work at United Cerebral Palsy, I thought, you know, my gosh, there's got to be a way that we can um, add more quality to this sheltered workshop. And lo and behold, I came to learn so much about the barriers that we as society can place on people because they happen to have a disability. And when you can remove those barriers and allow people to achieve what they're capable of achieving, there's really no end to where they can go. And so rather than um, spend time and, and effort raising money to improve the quality of a sheltered workshop, I worked with an incredible team of people that said there's got to be a better way. And what we actually ended up doing is creating a transition program to help these individuals um, work in the community. And this was my first taste of real inclusion. And it's come a long way since then, but at the time what we did was put together uh, a group of two or three people we, um, who had disabilities, and they had a job coach that worked with them, and they actually went into the workplace and did a variety of different jobs. And we had an incredible core of companies who stood up to the plate and said, yes, we want people with disabilities working in our workplace. We think that is a positive, and we think that will have positive impact for all of our other employees, and it absolutely positively did. The feedback that we got from companies was um, new friendships were formed um, because this particular uh, group of people who were out working in the community with severe disabilities never missed a day of work the um, attendance for other employees actually improved. So that's where um, I first found my passion for learning myself not to place barriers on people. Um, I'd like to no, say that me. that's... Too bad other people can't learn that, Gail. See, it is. See what, see what Gail did. See the transition she made. Folks, listen. We're gone from the pennies in the shelter workshop, okay? We're gone. We want to do what Gail just said. We want to be out in the community. Justice for all means equality. That's what we want. Come on. I mean, we can do it. As you know, Gail, I have hired over 400 people with significant disabilities, and they are working in competitive employment. And I am here to tell you, you're missing out. you hear what she just said, how people with disabilities have an impact on the other employees? They do. They have an impact on the productivity of other people if you start treating us equally as a friend of mine in civil rights says, we want to be paid, we don't want to be slaves. So, Gail, hopefully, with a great leader like you, we'll be able to do something in the National Epilepsy Foundation to come up with a program that we can move forward, and I'm really, really excited about that. But I do want to ask you, Gail, even hearing all of this in this day and age, 
Why do you think this ongoing stigma exists towards people with epilepsy? Stigma is such a difficult subject because there are so many populations and communities that are stigmatized, and I think it comes back to education, 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 awareness, awareness, awareness. If you don't understand what a seizure is, likely you're going to have fear, and I think fear is what causes stigma. So together, I think all of us have to talk about it. It keeps coming back to that subject, which is on the um, front page of the national website, that's on the front page of our website. Talk about it. Um, I also I want to go back just a second to the employment issue of if there are employers listening who do not employ people with disabilities. I think you just need to ask yourself why, because people with disabilities are absolutely, as a society, our touchstone to humanity. And without people with disabilities, I do not think that we would be as good a society as we are. So, you know, don't be fearful. Ask yourself, why am I not employing somebody with di- with a disability? What is the downside here? Um, I just I, I'm I'm as passionate I think as you are, <laughs> Joyce, about that subject. Um, and again, it comes back to stigma. You know, what is the fear? Yeah, that's right. Judging by appearance. And isn't Judging that what discrimination has always been about? I'm sorry to say that hiring people that look like you. And, and now, here, remember, there are people with hidden disabilities, and that is why I always tell companies, you know, when they say they haven't hired anyone with a disability, I tell them, oh, yes, you have. They're working for you right now. They're just not telling you. They have epilepsy or bipolar disorder or MS. They have something. They're just not telling you. You know what I mean, Gail? Yes, I absolutely know what you mean. And I just... um I think the greatest thing in the world, Joyce, will be um, to be able to look back, hopefully, on our careers, um, how many years from now, and be able to say that we made a difference in that arena. And I agree with you. It's um, inclusion versus integration. When you integrate somebody, you might hire them, but you want them to act and look just like you. But when you include somebody, you will allow them to come to the table with who they are, disability and all, and celebrate it as opposed to hide it. Yes, and that is the difference between tolerating and welcoming. And believe me, folks, we can tell. You can tell. People with disabilities can tell how they are treated in the workforce or anywhere. It's amazing sometimes, Gail, how when someone says, yes, I have epilepsy, how you just see the change on other people's face. Yes, yes. We have um, a wonderful volunteer who was a very successful um, financial planner at a large uh, financial planning firm, and she did not tell anybody that she worked with that she had um, epilepsy. And then one day she had a uh, tonic-clonic seizure at work, and 
the relationship that she had with her peers and with her supervisors um, changed overnight. And although um, she was not let go, because of that change in the relationship and the way that she felt she was viewed at work, she chose to leave. And I just think that that is such an unfortunate, such an unfortunate story. Now, since then, she's become one of our greatest spokespersons and greatest advocates for the Epilepsy Foundation, and she's actually gone and testified before our um, Health and Human Services Committee at, um, at, our, our, at our Capitol uh, around issues um, for epilepsy. You know what? Kim? Oh, I just encourage people. I hear, people to find I hear these voice. stories all the time. They're still still so hard to take. You know what I mean? That someone can be a great employee. They're the exact same person. They already had epilepsy. They just didn't tell you. What that means is, if she would have had the seizure at home and they had not seen it, everything would be the same. Yep. Yep. And little do little did they realize that having epilepsy is probably part of what made her the absolutely great employee that she was and, um, you know, the kind, giving person that she is. That's right. I agree with you because it is, I always say, people with disabilities, we have traits that we gain through living with our disability, like patience, like being tolerant, like being a team player, because truthfully, in many cases, you don't have a choice. And so that was a big mistake they made. But I want to just mention one thing before we go to break. I have on the show with me today Gail Punzak, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. Gail, what is your website? Our website is epilepsycolorado.org. Okay. Epilepsycolorado.org. So, hey, if you're listening to the show and you live out in that area, and you want to make a donation, go to epilepsy, what is it again? Epilepsycolorado.org. 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 And send in a contribution. And remember something, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the size. Sometimes people will say, I can only contribute a little bit. Hey, a little bit is better than nothing. Don't forget what I said right now. We're going to go to break before we come back to close the show with our guest, Gail Punzak, Executive Director from the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. You are listening to Joyce Bender, a woman living with epilepsy. VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. 
One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Ready to lift your spirit? Join Karen Tatanich every week for Spirit Connections. Karen will share with you the power of energy work. It can get you through the good times and the tough times. Karen will bring together stories of hope and good news based on her work with all aspects of energy. There are people and companies out there that are bringing joy to our planet. You'll learn about the power of spirit at home, at work, and at play. Spirit Connections is broadcast live Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We have, kicking off the year, Gail Punzak, Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. And, Gail, although we'll soon be closing the show, there are a few last things I want to talk about because, as you well know, there is another hot topic with me, and that is bullying. Um, as a matter of fact, I just taught a group of high school students with disabilities from Fox Chapel High School today, and we were talking about bullying and how uh, children with disabilities are so terribly bullied. Um, as a matter of fact, I did have one young person on my show. As you all know, if you go back to the show with Julie McCauley, she's the young person. If you go to the show with Brenda High, she wrote the book Bully Side. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, do you see this very much, Gil? We do see bullying, and I just have seen so much hurt um, for people who have been bullied. And I do think that there are two approaches to bullying. One, of course, is for the person who is being bullied to tell someone, to tell your parents, to tell your teacher, to eliminate, eliminate that bullying as soon as possible and to help the people who are on the sidelines who are allowing the bullying to take place because they fear being the target should they speak up, to help them find their voice. And then perhaps most importantly, and I think this is the piece that we miss, why is the person bullying? In, in my mind, a person who is bullying has their own self-esteem issues, and it's almost a cry for help. And I don't think that we do enough to get to the root of the problem with the bully. 
And I think we need to develop and expand our school programs to include, and I, uh, this word may or may not be too strong, but to include therapy for the bully to require that that bully go through a program, whatever that program looks like, for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, as long as it takes for them to understand why they are bullying. And the outcome, the perfect outcome, and and we all know it's not a perfect world, but the perfect outcome would be for that bully to get to the point that they can truly, from a passionate place in their heart, apologize to the person that they were bullying and become an advocate for people who have disabilities or those people who are targets of bullies. And I think that possibly um, parents need to be included in that process. They need to understand why their child is bullying. So let's, in addition to giving everyone the support and the voice that they need to stand up to bullies, let's really start addressing the bully. Yes, I agree with you. There is no excuse for bullying. And by the way, I have a young leader uh, in Delaware. Her name is Laura Thien from the Bender Leadership Academy. Um, and I wanted you to know that she reached us while you were talking on Facebook, Gail, to let us know that every time she hears someone standing up, speaking out about bullying and taking a stand on it, that, that she is so proud to hear that. Yes, and, I, and, and that's a good point, too. I think um, when you talk about our young leaders, we have a youth council here in Colorado made up of um, youth with epilepsy, young adults with epilepsy, and this is a subject that we would really like to put to our youth council and say, help us develop a new and innovative program that addresses bullying. Let's take this to the next level. Well, Gail, I'll tell you what, you already won Executive Director of the Year. You obviously have won many awards, but I still have to ask you, what is your proudest accomplishment? In my personal life, and this won't surprise anybody, my proudest accomplishment um, are my two sons who um, I believe would stand up to bullies and have a voice, and they're very kind and caring young men, so I am very, very proud of them. In my professional life, there are many things that I am proud of, but the moment in time when I will be the proudest is when, um, years from now, someone who I have worked with will come to me or run into me and say, you were my mentor, and thank you very much. Um, because, again, I have had, I would not have the career that I have and the fortune to work with the Epilepsy Foundation had I not had amazing mentors in my lifetime from my parents to um, leaders in the jobs that I've had. Um, so I, I don't think I've had my proudest moment yet. Well, that doesn't surprise me with all the things that you've done. Although I have to tell you, just that attitude you have makes me proud that you are an executive director in the National Epilepsy Foundation. And one more time, Gail, what is that website again? It is epilepsycolorado.org. EpilepsyColorado.org, if you would like to make a donation or get in touch with Gail Ponzak, now you know how to reach her. So, Gail, 
What message would you like to leave with our listeners today? With respect to epilepsy, my message or our message from the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado would be learn, listen, and talk about it. Yes, that's right, and talk about it. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, till you have talked about it so much, you just can talk about it even a little bit more. And actually, Gail, we end the quote of, uh, we end the sh- every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone who has had an impact on people with disabilities. So today, it has to be Greg Grumberg. NBC star of heroes, and by the way, folks, a real star, a true star, a star when he isn't on the screen, who says, in reference to epilepsy, folks, we need to talk about it, talkaboutit.org. Go there and read more about what he has to say. Gail, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to have you. Happy New Year to everyone. We're getting off to a great year. We're starting out by talking about it. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Bye, Joyce. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.